Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? Welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Today is something a little different because I actually have my guest sitting here beside me and the most exciting thing about that is we're talking about something I know absolutely nothing about. So all of you who know me know that I do my research very, very well and I've tried and I've failed miserably. So today we're talking about fan fiction and I've got with me the beautiful Tari Jeffers who is also a personal friend of mine. So welcome to Writer on the Road, Tari. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Okay, Tari lives on in the southwest of Western Australia. She's a journalist, a professional journalist. She has a degree in arts and she's also a professional writer. So my first question to you, Tari, is why fan fiction? Why fan fiction? Well, when I started writing fan fiction I was about 16 17 years old and at that point in my life I was in the middle of exams um, but I needed something to express myself creatively and at 16 17 years old I just didn't feel that it was time or that I was ready to write my own novel my own short story anything of my original caliber but um, I was very into my tv shows and my uh, my books and fan fiction just felt a way to express myself creatively um, while still challenging me um, with things that I'm familiar with and with things that other people are familiar with as well. Yeah now fan fiction for everybody who doesn't know what it is it is beyond me to explain so Tari take it away. All right so fan fiction um, by definition is uh, works written by fans about established books, movies, tv shows, anything that already exists. Um, so it can be, I primarily write about anime and manga, so it's a Japanese cartoons and Japanese, uh, Japanese cartoons and Japanese animation. I also do one for TV shows, uh, uh, from varying from crime shows and I'm planning one for, uh, for Doctor Who actually. Yeah. So Tari and I have been having a little bit of uh, fiddle around the edges as I tried to bring myself up to speed on this topic. Uh, and I'm absolutely determined to get my head around it. And I'm doing a very poor job because I immediately wanted um, myself, my daughter, Sam, as you all know, and Tari to write a fan fiction novel based on a novel that we made up. Now, apparently that wasn't possible, so I'm also, I'm also very disappointed. So my plan B is I went on to the Jane Austen fan fiction site and I read some of Jane Austen fan fiction um, on Tari's advice. Yes. And Tari, take it away from there as well, because I got totally confused even doing that. <laughs> I actually discovered that through... So I primarily write on fanfiction.net and I had basically read through all of the fan fiction about... Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice in particular, that I liked on fanfiction.net. And so I just put into Google one day Jane Austen fanfiction or Pride and Prejudice fanfiction and the top result I got was dwiggy.com. Um, and if you go back even to the earliest submissions, they've been putting those stories up there since 1999 um, and still being regularly updated. Um, and throughout 
all fan fiction you can see varying qualities um, right from the the first goes right to professional ones and Jane Austen is a very good example of fan fiction because you get because it's out of copyright people can publish that fan fiction and people have um, so it's a very good indication of uh, success in writing as much as just doing it for the fun which is what I do yeah, and uh, Sarah Mar- Mallory Hammond, if you're out there listening, I'm wondering if you've got any fan fiction in your Regency romance novels. Um, I'll have to ask you that question next time we chat. Tari, I looked at the Jane Austen stuff and a lot of it was written in the era. So you have to know what you're doing. You have to know your characters. Absolutely. Nobody loves the works that they're writing from more than the fans that are writing it. Um, it's an homage to the original authors, to the creators, um, and one thing, you know, Pride and Prejudice is my favourite novel. I love fan fiction. I love reading the fan fiction about Pride and Prejudice, but I don't feel I could do it justice because I don't feel I could get the tone of Jane Austen correctly, and that wouldn't be, to me, it wouldn't be fair on Jane Austen or to the people that love the books as much as I do. Yeah. Now, everyone, Tari is uh, being a little bit shy here because she's actually known as one of the... I was going to say old girls, but she's only 27. Uh, so she's one of the, the old guard of writing fan fiction. She has, just on one of her websites, which is fanfiction.net, has written nearly 200,000 words, has lots of followers that I'm going to get Tari to tell me about now because I forget the numbers. Um, but she's got a younger generation coming through looking up to her. And because I'm interested in teen fiction myself, I'm really keen to know... A, how did you become famous in in the online fan fiction world? And B, how you give back to younger writers? All right, I'll clarify that I'm not uh, famous in all of fan fiction. I'm famous in the... Well, not even famous. I'm well known in the the genre that I write for. So I write primarily for um, an anime, so Japanese cartoon, uh, called Naruto, which is based about group of young people living in a ninja world. Sounds ridiculous to people that love classical literature, I know, but it's so much fun. Um, and so I've been writing Naruto fan fiction uh, for 10 years and I primarily write about these two characters that I really liked in a romantic pairing. Um, so that's called Naruhina on the main character Naruto and um, one of the female characters who actually identified much as. So it was like um, when I started writing, I liked her character and then I, was, then I thought, you know what, I want her to be with who she wants to be with and she happened to end up with the main character. So that's awesome for me. But having written it, started writing it 10 years ago these two characters weren't together so at the time writing fan fiction was about how could these two get together or what would happen if they got together and that was the fun of it um so having started writing narahina fan fiction since 2007 between 2007 and 2010 there was about a dozen of us um writers uh that were pumping out a lot of stories um and now looking back on it now um, we are regarded what is called the old guard because we're the authors that people go back and read those original stories. Um, and not all, some of us have moved on. Um, I haven't written anything about Narahina in about 18 months. That's because I'm moving on to new fandom, um, especially now that the um, the manga has finished. And so I can't really write the what would happen if they got together because they are together. So. Yeah. Um, now Doctor Who. Uh, I remember watching Doctor Who when I was a 
tad younger than I am now, um, but we all know that Doctor Who's coming back in fashion. I'm really curious, Tari, why Doctor Who and what kind of thought processes are going into getting ready to write this stuff? Okay, well, I say uh, I do a lot of research, but that just means I'm watching a lot of Doctor Who. <laughs> um, I've been watching Doctor Who since it rebooted in 2005 with, um, with the, yeah, with the new series. Uh, and I just was a fan in watching it for many, many years. And then, like a lot of fan fiction writers, you just get to the point where you just have so many ideas about what these characters go through that we put it to paper and we're lucky enough that we have enough talent or we have enough confidence or both to put those thoughts out for the rest of the world to see and we just get lucky enough that people want to read it. Having said that, I haven't written anything for Doctor Who. I haven't published anything for Doctor Who yet because I'm planning a multi-chapter story um, that would span a whole season that would drastically change what the third season would be like. Um, So that's why I say I'm doing a lot of research in that I'm re-watching the third series again and again just so that I can get it absolutely correct and still put the spin on it which is and I say a spin because it's completely different so obviously you have the doctor as the main character but the companion that he has that for that season is completely different so I need to but it's a, an existing character it's not a new character but so, so I'll explain that so the companion in season one and two is Rose but she leaves at the end of season two I'm planning on writing this season uh, this story on if Rose hadn't joined him until the third series which um, in canon she has already left and what that would do to the characters uh, to the Doctor's character and to the plot itself so there's a lot of thought involved <laughs> yeah and everybody we all know uh, as writers ourselves the work that goes into the planning process uh, but as far as new writers go it, it's just as much work to to write fan fiction and write fan fiction well as it is in any other genre I was surprised that I hadn't given any thought to this before because the closest I'd come to it was Harry Potter mm. um, but Tari tell us about the story of the four million longest story four million words oh yes um, so it's not I've not read the story but the longest piece of fiction that exists that's out there is a fan fiction based on Super Mario Brothers and if you know Super Mario Brothers it's a, um, a side-scrolling punching game and this one author has turned it into more than four Four million words and it's not just based on the show he's created this world around it um, and that's been going since 2008 as far as I know um, and yeah so it's it's a lot of work yeah and th- and this is the thing that I, I start to get really interested in and excited um, where where to from now uh, a guy who's written four million words is obviously has a lot to say you've written 200,000 words and they're good quality words you're recognized you have certainly have more fans following you than I have following me uh, why fan fiction and not other fiction why fan fiction it's just an expression of our love for whatever pop, uh, pop culture we're consuming at the time. Um, like I said before, some of us may not be ready to write their novel. Um, m- myself especially, you mentioned I'm a journalist, so my days are full of writing for work. I get home at sometimes and I just I don't have the energy to write for myself creatively. I have ideas, obviously, of what I do want to write as, as an author myself. Um, but fan fiction in the meantime is it's a good writing exercise. I actually liken it to 
practicing an instrument um, people that do covers of songs just to strengthen their technique writing fan fiction is as much that you learn your own style I go back on and now that we've um, uh, we'll say so my part, my username on fanfiction.net is wandering wanderer you go back to my earliest works it's bad <laughs> um, but I, I keep them up there because I can go back and have a look and go back and see how I have developed um, and back then it it was it was fine it was fine for what I could do then I but what I write now you see one you see the um, difference in the amount of reviews it's gotten the amount of people that's favorited all that sort of thing um, but yeah it's yeah <laughs> and and just be warned because I've been warned everybody that fan fiction writers are a loyal lot and and we're not to go playing around with their genre because they get very defensive now tara you said they're very quick to throw people off who they don't think are taking them seriously oh it's not even that i mean yes we're very protective of each other we um writers will review other writers or um will support yeah we absolutely support each other and when you say we're very protective of the genre it was when we were discussing the writing fan fiction on a novel that doesn't exist yeah I confess I did it (laughs) (laughs) the the sticking point was that fan fiction by definition as it is now is that it has to be it fan fiction is writing by the fans on works that exist and the explanation we were I was trying to explain with Sam was that in writing fan fiction on a novel that doesn't exist you're you'd have to be creating characters and then anything that you try to just flesh out the novel that doesn't exist um, you're basically writing as canon or brainstorming for that novel that doesn't exist. So there's no real fan fiction involved. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, so I got in trouble, everybody, <laughs> as usual. Um, but again, this, this topic fascinates me. I see the potential. I see the potential for my young writers. I see the potential for, um, I think we call them literary scouts, coming in and finding a new batch of writers. Now, I know that literary scouts um, fossick around on Wattpad, and I'm assuming they would fossick around these fan fiction sites as well. Well, I th- um, I've been very interested in maybe getting even in touch with. There's one of these Pride and Prejudice authors that I uh, writers that I read on fanfiction.net. He has taken all his work down. I say he. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, he's taken all his work down because it's now been published as eBooks and for Kindles. Um, and I don't know how that came about. Whether they came to fanfiction.net or he was just brave enough to go to a publisher and say I have these works look at these reviews look at this traffic that I'm getting um would you be interested and obviously he's been successful yeah or he did it himself because if you've got a fan base whether it be through email newsletters social Mm -hmm. media or through the fan base of reviewers if you put something out with your name on it it's going to sell and it's so so easy now to self-publish or indie publish so it could be it could be the literary scouts or it could be that he just felt that he was ready to go public maybe mm. yeah um either or other i uh i say i've I've said to people before and i've I told you a few days ago that sometimes i think the difference between a fan fiction writer and a published author is just access and so whether that was access to the time, the ability, the knowledge of how to self-publish or whether he was lucky enough that a scout came across him or he had the bravery to go forward. Um, I don't like to make the comparison, but uh, Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction and then she uh, tweaked it 
um, enough that it became her own work. Um, and but that was again the popularity that it grew on the um, fan fan on fanfiction.net that she was able to go out there and make it happen. Um, I so Doctor Who going back to Doctor Who. Um, there outside the TV show, there's also novels that are written. Um, and who's to say that? Um, yes, I've you know I read the buyers that they're all professional authors, but who's to say how that came about? That they were asked, you know what, your writing's really good. Can we commission you to write this? I've read all of the novels that have come out for Doctor Who. I've read fan fictions, and there are fan fictions that are just as good and intriguing and interesting as the published novels. So yeah, and, and I think that really intrigues me. I I did have everybody. I did have Fifty Shades of Grey on my list of questions, um, but we were talking about how you. Um, improve and quality of writing and um, I guess Fifty Shades went right out of my head when it got to quality of writing so I apologise everyone um, and I also apologise if you think um, Fifty Shades Grey Fifty Shades of Grey is any good um, I wish I was as rich as that but I certainly wouldn't have put my name to it uh, so yeah everybody I'm sorry you know my biases when it comes to that kind of stuff um good quality writing getting your word out there transitioning from fan fiction to to published work if you like you're staying within the fan fiction um i guess genre for the time being yes and that's through choice because your writing is obviously very very good as it is you're, you're a journalist you're educated you're all those kinds of things as is or as are a lot of the people that I read on fan fiction. I love some of the Jane Austen stuff that I read. So you're staying there by choice because it gives you, a, I guess, intrinsic satisfaction to write? Yes. I, I'm not doing it for the for the money, obviously, because there is no money. Um, I do it for the enjoyment. I, On one of my published stories that I wrote for Naruto, for this anime that I love, um, I got... It's only a five-chapter story, but in the first chapter that I put up, um, it was about a thousand words. It wasn't long, but I took, I did it. So between these two characters, um, they had to send secret letters to each other because she, um, the dad couldn't find out that they were together. And I just put in a little code that the readers had to discover. And so there was a bit of um, inter- interactivity to it. And I got more than 30 reviews over in eight hours overnight. And then so many of those reviews were... Can you do another one? That was that was uh, too easy. Do another one. Do another one, and I did. So over the course of about f- uh, three days, I wrote three more chapters, and to this day, that story called Letter um, has it's five thousand five hundred words. It's had five hundred and fifty reviews. Uh, it's been viewed one hundred nine uh, five hundred eighty one times. Uh, it's had 562 favourites and uh, people have got an alert to it to see if it ever updates, but I've completed it. It won't. That was just them wishful thinking. Uh, it's been uh, alerted 121 times. So that's my most... That's on that website. Um, I had a 1,900-word story on Tumblr where I'm known as Journalist298. Um, it was based on a joke that I heard as a kid, um, but I put these two characters I love into that and I'm you know wrote the story around that and that's got uh on tumblr they're called notes 791 notes as of last night when i checked um i wouldn't even call that my best work but i think people related to it because they may have heard the joke before or they saw that it related to those characters because one of the challenges in writing fan fiction for uh yeah is keeping true to the characters that have already exist um there is a specific subgenre of fan fiction where you call it crack fic, where you take it into ridiculous portion proportions. But I like writing it 
true to the character's life. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I just get really excited when I hear this kind of stuff, Tari, because all of us want 30 people to review our books. All of us want five and 600 people to be actively engaged in our stories. Um, as I guess we quite often put our work out to beta readers and we get our feedback before we publish. There is that too. Um, I mean, I don't personally um, because I will take the time and edit because obviously as a journalist I know to edit, I know to read through it one more time. Um, and but no, there are a lot of authors out there that have whether it be fellow uh, fan fiction writers or f uh, readers that will they have a beta and they will normally say, um, you know, baited by the wonderful insert name here. Um, and yeah, no, there is a lot of thought and planning and love that goes into what we do. Yeah, and I think that's what came across talking. It's that it's that love of of doing what you're doing. Is this in particular a young person's corner of the um, cyber world, or are there all ages writing fan fiction? Oh, absolutely all ages. I mean, so I started when I was sixteen, seventeen. Um, but in the time, so in this old guard that I talk about, uh, one of the writers was a mum with two kids. Um, that she, you know had her day-to-day -day life but when she had time to herself she would write fan fiction about this pairing that we both loved and she got very popular for and I was lucky enough to get very popular for at the time so yeah so so it's it's exciting oh, yes. there's there's things happening out there all the time everyone I, to me it just sounds exactly what the rest of us are doing and it sounds like a great way to get discovered and it certainly sounds like a great way to build up your readership and maybe experiment with your writing have you done yes. any experimental writing um, so I'm I've, not talking about Fifty Shades Grey here as well. <laughs> no, uh, so my second most popular story uh, called Instrumental, uh, sorry, third actually, uh, it's my, it's my favourite, it's my personal favourite that I've written, um, but that started as a, um, an, ex an experiment in describing music. I had happened to be sitting at a blues festival at the time and I was just listening to this person play the saxophone and you know, listening to it, it's so easy to to enjoy, but reading it, in I wanted to try and apply it as much as I could to reading. Um, and after I posted it, I got a lot of comments on they could almost hear it, which is an amazing achievement for me. I felt like I had uh, set out what I had achieved to do. Um, I like to switch back and forth between um, doing third person from one person's point of view. So, you know, you've got rather being the omnipotent um, narrator that can see everything that's going on, do it from the one character's point of view, and I will swap between one fan fiction, I'll try writing it from the male's point of view, one time I'll try it from the female's point of view. Sometimes I'll write, try writing first person. I prefer third person, as I have now discovered. I've learnt that I um, my weakness so far still is writing action scenes, and when you're in the world of ninja <laughs> you've got to practice that. Um, so that's where I I practice, I know that to get around the fact that I have difficulty writing action scenes, I will focus on the feelings and the thoughts of the characters as they are in a fight. Um, but yeah, no, there's certainly experiment, experimenting that goes on in writing and yeah. Yeah, and I, th I think um, that awareness that you have of your own strengths and weaknesses is, is something that we all try to develop mm -hmm. and it, it takes time to do that um, but you're also tapping into the same fears and doubts that we have about our writing so you're still going public uh, your writing is still out there but you have other rewards 
in in what you do. You're not doing it for the money, which I think is actually the best kind of writing to do. Um, but you still have your fears and your doubts. You still worry when you put your stuff up whether it's going to be well received. Absolutely. Um, and when you've had fan fiction that has been popular before, you're always obviously trying to at least meet or exceed that. Um, and then when you see something that doesn't quite kick off as much, you think, oh, have I done something wrong? Well, no, just whether it came out at the wrong time or something else had been written. Um, yeah, there's just uh, absolutely about the doubts. Have I, uh, writers will go through, have I correctly expressed the character? Am I well within my right to explain or talk about this character this way? Am I staying true to canon? That's what we want. Am I staying true enough to canon or to the characters involved? That's one of the biggest doubts that yeah. writers have, fan fiction writers have. Yeah, now everyone, you know I interview some of the most exuberant people on, on this um, podcast and I've had people like Sherry McCarthy and everyone who are so animated and waving their hands around. Tari may be quietly spoken, but her arms are waving madly and she's very, very passionate about what she's doing. You just can't see it. Uh, I am I am just so very, very impressed we're looking at an article here and it's called 13 uh, Things Fan Fiction Writers Are Very Tired of Explaining. And I've tried very hard not to ask those questions, um, but I'm curious, do you get sick of having to justify what you do? Yes. <laughs> it's mainly, mainly because within my circle of friends and my family, I'm the only one that writes and reads fan fiction. So it's very much an online community that I've joined but you do get the the criticisms um, being you know it's not creative you're just stealing someone else's work and the simplest answer that I can explain is uh, we're not stealing we're boring them as our little puppets we are in no way making money off this it's uh, as I said a great way for building up your technique uh, and for young 14 15 16 year olds that are just getting into writing developing their technique developing their grammar skills using a world that already exists is a great way to get started um, whether they move on to writing their own or just express their creativity through uh, fan fiction it absolutely should absolutely be acceptable and understood yeah and the potential for this stuff is just amazing i'm not quite sure if we can ever see it i was going to say i can't see it going into the romance genre but of course oh. some of the some of the things i'm reading in this 13 things people get sick of explaining with fan fiction Everything it is, oh, you're just writing porn, or you're just sick of writing sex, and you're just this, and we touched on um, Fifty Shades of Grey. But it's also in the Harry Potter realm. It's also in the young kids learning to write realm. Uh, is it seen as a pornography site? Yes, I can absolutely understand it being thought of as pornography, and that's a very... It's just another genre, as much as romance novels within the whole realm of published fiction is a genre. Um it's in things in fandoms so whatever pop culture you're writing or reading about um it'd be in things that you don't necessarily expect it would be i can't think of any off the top of my head um obviously it has gone over into uh, from twilight which if you know twilight is an abstinence is is a, a metaphor for abstinence in itself um if you know anything about the twilight the author herself. I'm so proud to say I don't know a thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking, Tari, because oh, everyone right. out so, there probably knows. So the author herself is uh, Mormon, and so the whole um, her, her, the metaphor for Twilight in that the two main characters, Edward and Bella, don't have sex in the books until they are married. Um, whereas uh, Fifty Shades of Grey has 
made a very big change to that in that it's all about sex. <laughs> um, well, the main <laughs> reason people read it is that it's all about that. Um, and I think uh, just expecting or understand or thinking that fan fiction is all about pornography, is all about the sex, is actually quite unfair to the people that uh, don't write it that way or if they do include like myself um, sex scenes as just a personal growth between two characters and that's the whole story is not based around that for example um, I think it does a great disservice to fan fictions at large to think that fan fiction is just pornography yeah we use erotica in the romance yes. writing world and we're very proud of our erotic writing um i think we've got someone by the name of lola haven't we tracy, tracy peterson so look we all we all i don't because i'm too shy but some of us with romance writing do do touch on on sex scenes all the time yes but what concerns me um some of the stuff that i'm reading online now guys about fan fiction is that people will sometimes go on just to mock and deride and and make people feel small and that it, it is quite difficult to come out and speak about you you being a fan fiction writer because people sometimes don't give it the respect that it deserves. Um, are you finding or have you found that? Because you're, you're very open and very strong about what you do. Yes. Um, say that, but funnily enough, uh, not a lot of my family, now they know, hello, um, <laughs> that I do do this. Um, there's only a couple in my family that have read anything of what I've written um, but people that are involved in the fan fiction community we're there for each other even though we may not we don't know each other personally we don't know each other's real names um, there is a huge community just within the fandom that you write for or just if you were to go to a fan fiction convention if they exist that would be amazing you would just be in a room of like people that all love what you do you'd have you would have nothing but support there so one of the things is ignore the haters that's very common in internet speak ignore the haters um but it can get to you at times so that's why you know i haven't made it ex you know known throughout my families because i don't want to be judged but yeah well maybe the time is <laughs> maybe it is time to let them know <laughs> yeah and everyone i am guilty now i've known tari since she was a little girl and um she's always loved writing and my first question when she came to stay with us was oh why don't you write a real book <laughs> uh so i'm as guilty as everyone else but having spent a week with with you i i'm starting to get some understanding of how a how we can use it in the classroom to get to get kids to engage with the written word because they all know their characters inside out on their mm. favorite tv shows but i can also see how any new writer would use this to to experiment and to play because one of the um, first pieces of advice i give my young writers and and it's tried and true is go and read your favorite authors go and study how they put a sentence together so by writing fan fiction it's your first piece of homework isn't it you have to study what you're going to write about and jane austen is is a classic point you know pride and prejudice my favorite novel one of your favorite novels when i read that stuff i knew what was good and what wasn't and exactly. what what was using modern day language and and how it didn't work but then I saw stuff that did work um, and you've had that journey with your own own fiction as well uh, one of the things that I, I'm reading about is um, people do poke fun and you were talking about if there was a fan fiction conference and I'm reading um, some criticism from WonderCon which I've heard of before mm. and it and it's that um, making fun of it for a sport 
that's that's just people I think just being mean because they can because they can get a reaction um and I don't feel that people that are being mean for sport are worth listening to um yeah it's just ignore the haters I just yeah. yeah. And look, if you want to know any more about fan fiction, everybody, it's on Wikipedia and the Urban Dictionary and all those kinds of things. But Tari was telling me, you were telling me it's been around for a long, long time. Yes. Um, so as I said before, the J- Jane Austen site has been, people have been posting since 1999. I think net started in the very early 2000s, 2001, I think maybe. Um, and that said, it's probably been around before the internet was a thing. It's just it's more easily accessible now um, that anyone around the world can see it. Um, I started, for example, uh, one of the first books I ever read was Tomorrow When War Began by John Marsden. And so I read that in about 2001. Uh, so the last book had already come out. The The second series of that, the Ellie Chronicles, didn't wouldn't come out for another three, two years. But had I known that fan fiction was a thing, had I felt I was good enough I probably would have written a what would happen after everything happened in of that series but then John Marston thank you so much went on and did write a series of what happened after the war um and I think maybe there were people out there that had written their own versions of what would happen after the series but they didn't have the technology they didn't have the access to the internet to post it anywhere yeah and and I think it's far more popular than we think. I've been calling it a genre, but it's actually not a genre, is it? It's it's across genres. Yes. Yeah. Um, so excuse my ignorance, everybody. I, I'm guilty of that. Um, Tara and I have had a long relationship with Harry Potter um, and there's fanfic sites. Um, see, I've got the language now. Everybody, you're proud of me. Um, <laughs> fanfiction site, um, so, huge. Yes, yeah, so on fanfiction.net alone, Harry Potter is the most... Um, has the most fan fictions written about it. Last I checked was 481,000 stories. I, that was the last time I saw it. I haven't looked at it recent, more recently. Um, and that's just one website. There are websites that are dedicated uh, to... So, you, you know, you've got Wattpad, you've got archiveofourown.org, uh, Tumblr, uh, there's adultfanfiction.net as well. So that's just for... Don't go there, everybody. <laughs> Unless you're well, over 18. Actually, if you want to study the genre to help you with your romance writing, and it's probably not a bad... Seriously, it's not a bad place to go, is it? And there's and you will see just on that website alone, there's a big difference between the straight-up smut. Well, actually, there's different terminologies. So back in my day when I was writing... <laughs> this kid's 27. <laughs> back in my day when I was writing, um, the, the R18-type romance stuff was called Lemons. Now, then it was called Smut, and now it's um, NSFW, not safe for work. So it's all those different terminology. NSFW, not safe for work. You learnt it here first, everybody. I, I'm actually going to put some of these references, I guess, in our notes because I can't be the only one who wants to go out and learn more about, not the adult sites, but about how it can enhance our own writing. Yes. how we can support new writers and look it would appear that people are looking people are watching we've got traditional publish publishers looking on we've got um writers looking on and there is a reason for it because all this stuff's free and some of it's damn good mm-hmm.